0: The Mel Gedroych Podcast Hey, it's Mel G and this week on The Little Podcast we're going to be talking about space colonies, foxes and letting your hair grow white gracefully. If you do like that, then have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from 1 on Magic. There will be more excellent chat and some fantastic songs thrown in for good measure. <laughs> not stop clicking! Ah. I'm quite pleased with that clicking, Bush.
1: Your clicking has improved no end since you got involved in that musical, Mel. Isn't it? It's really good.
0: What company at the Gielgud Theatre in the West End?
1: That's the one, yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about.
0: Funny, isn't it? It's tight. Do they it's start only... with
1: clicking? Is that the first thing in like day one of rehearsals? Get the clicking right and everything else will fall into place.
0: I'd say jazz hands comes before
1: <laughs> clicking. <laughs> jazz if, hands!
0: If you can do a tight jazz hands, pulled in towards the waist or hip yep. area, yep. like that, I know that's not very good for radio, but I'm doing it now. Let's all do it. It's a beautiful thing to do on a Saturday. Get your hands tightly involved with the waist slash hip area. Yeah. And then give it a better chance. And no, you're flapping, Bush. Too much? Keep the hand very tightly in on the waist. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know what uh, I, don't know, I don't know what that looks like, Bush. It was it was almost like somebody in, in a trauma. <laughs> you... Oh, having trouble up a mountainside or something. This I don't this know. move
1: reminds me of, you know when you're trying to get past someone in a kitchen? Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, can I get past you there? <laughs> a bit like that, in a galley kitchen.
0: It's got to be tight. Feel the bicep and the tricep working. Feel the form of the forearm. I've turned, Bush. I don't know what's happened to me. I'm sorry.
1: You've gone full musical theatre, haven't you?
0: I'm... Musical theatre and I love it.
1: I was expecting you to come in with like a scarf around your neck, drinking Manuka honey to protect your voice and that all these will things. Will it happen, mate? Will it?
0: When the weather turns. No, no, quite seriously. I really... You have to keep your throat warm. I've got some glasses on chains as well.
1: Oh, my words. Heck
0: yeah. Um. <laughs> Bush, it's so ruddy nice to see you. It's lovely to see you. You're looking very well. So are you, my love. Thank you very much. Considering your sleepless nights with the new baby, you're looking absolutely amazing.
1: Oh, God bless you. I was walking her around for two hours last night Oh. at nine o'clock in the evening past people having beers outside pubs just to try and get the little monkey to go to sleep.
0: It's like Midnight Express, isn't
1: it? It really is like Midnight Express.
0: Shuffling around. Were you shuffling or were you making full, full steps?
1: I was shuffling a bit, trying to make my footsteps and the the journey last as long as possible and I know that she only sleeps... This is how awkward she is. Uh, she'll only sleep on busy streets. So if I go down a quiet side road, she'll wake up because it's too quiet. So I, I have to go along A roads. <laughs> Walk it down A ro- roads. But
0: can't you, oh, if she's man. in a papoose, can't you just nip in for a swift pint? Well,
1: do you know what? I got chucked out of a bookie's uh, once with my eldest daughter, Erin... Right, I walked in to put a bet on an Everton game. wasn't even thinking about it because she was in a papoose. Why and were you
0: chucked out? Because you had a baby.
1: She said you can't bring a child into uh, into a bookies. I'm not serving you. Even the old fellas in there were tutting at me.
0: But hang on. It's, it's a baby in a papoose. It doesn't I know. even know that it's in a bookies. Totally.
1: They say you cannot bring a child into a bookies, whatever. So they, they actually chucked oh, me out of the bookies. How bad did I feel? Rage. I know. Oh, Bush. I know.
0: Listen, I know this is nothing quite as out... I know this isn't quite as hardcore as what you're going through, but um, we've had a problem with our young pup, uh, the old 10-month-old um, rescue pup that we've got, Juno.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: mate, she arrived sleeping through the night brilliantly. I thought, hallelujah, we've got a good one. Yeah. Last two nights, she has been barking at 3am, solidly, just... She's, rawr, 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 she's been playing
1: up. She started playing up.
0: Well, I think it's foxes in the garden, chum.
1: Well, she's definitely alerting you to something. There's something going on there. Dog behaviourally, there's something going on. It's
0: foxes in the garden. I looked out of the window with a right old mardy mood on me, thinking, oh, for Pete's sake. And it was two really sort of luxuriously <laughs> fat, bushy-tailed <laughs> foxes.
1: Well, do you know what? I have heard of an amazing, slightly witchcraft-like way of getting rid of
0: foxes in right. the back garden. I want to find out. Let's have a bit of music and then tell me, please. I need help. Bush, listen, <coughs> I am all agog. If you've just joined us, uh, Bush has promised a cure for foxes in the garden uh, that either wake you up just because they're foxes. Oh, they've got a horrible bark, haven't
1: they? The noises foxes make out the back. It, I, I don't even know what's going uh, on.
0: There's a sort of dry, there's a kind of. <coughs> I always
1: think someone in trouble on the street, and it yes. it's just foxes.
0: Yeah. And when they're in their kind of, you know, <whistles> season. Exactly. Yep. Thanks.
1: Yeah. That's the official noise for it. When... That, that,
0: that was so well-timed, Bush. That was musical theatre, mate. That is, we it was were on in seven. Sync.
1: We were on seven. You
0: were so on seven. Thanks very much. Um, no, it's awful, isn't it, in, in, in that season? It, it's like, it's pain.
1: Yeah, you, you just think, if that's them having a moment, a lovely moment, then dearie me. I know. Deary me.
0: Apparently they have kind of spikes. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The more you find out about foxes, I know, I know, you just think, I know. oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I
0: know. There's a sort of an umbrella of spikes that, that occurs. Terrible. Awful. But what is your cunning trick, Bush, please? I, I'm sleepless and I'm slightly at the end of my tether with these foxes.
1: Well, this is it. So your dog's waking up at three o'clock in the morning, oh. shouting at the, barking at these things or whatever. Yeah. I have heard on the grapevine that apparently, and I don't know how you get hold of this stuff, <gasps> but apparently lion poo... <gasps> It's supposed to get rid of foxes.
0: Right. Okay. I've heard this Have you well. heard this? Yeah. Is that not for cats?
1: I don't know. I think lion, lion poo, I'm sure it's a fox thing, but how on earth someone has, has got to the situation where they've yeah. made the uh, by chance discovery that, oh, lion yeah. poo everywhere yeah. suddenly puts the foxes off?
0: Well, it's a bigger predator, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's true. A, it's a bigger predator, so you're going to be scared of that I wonder if I phoned London Zoo, maybe. If
1: you gave London Zoo a call, anyone listening to this show right now, know anyone who works at London Zoo yeah. who can like, sneak us out a few yeah. bags worth or whatever.
0: Or, or Whipsnade. Very happy to travel to Whipsnade. Lovely zoo. Great zoo. Beautiful zoo. You could
1: load the boot up there as well because I think you can drive into that one. Do
0: you think Do you think they'd give it to you for free or do you have to pay for it?
1: Well, I don't know. We'd be w- willing to make an offer. I'll chip in because I'll be quite interested in the science of this to see if it works.
0: Bush, you have come up with something really magnificent. Thank I, you very and much. And I thank you for it. I hope it as, works. As I say often on show you're not just a kind of you know a broadcasting fake faux friend no 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 you're actually there for me in in times of reality
1: i have your back big time
0: oh thanks mate thanks mate. thanks mate uh uh, this is magic that you're listening to it's saturday lunchtime we're so delighted that you're with us more great music coming up after this oh
1: Oh.
0: i love those songs Which you can pretend that you're in some sort of huge film. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And you're part of some massive dramatic story. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: in the middle of like a real whirlwind romance. Not the the rubbish normal stuff that we all experience on a daily basis, but like proper hair-blowing-in-the-wind romance. Oh,
0: totally. Or you're on a horse.
1: Yeah, on a horse.
0: Riding across a massive landscape.
1: On a horse, massively in love. Ah! What a combination. What a comeback! I just
0: drifted off during that uh, that amazing tune. Me too. I was, I think I was, I think I was in a sort of desert scape. Yeah. yeah. And the wind was blowing definitely in the hair. A I bit walked. Of sand in the eyes. It was a bit uncomfortable.
1: Sand in the eyes. I walked to the end of my farmstead in Dungarees. Did you? Back in the American Wild West, and just looked out onto the, the vista. That's what I was doing.
0: Across your little wickety pickety fence.
1: It's a bit personal, but yeah.
0: <laughs> ah. Oh, now that is a good sound. That can only mean one thing. It's the ledger of legend. This is where we take our book, which is real. I have it in my hand, and we celebrate something which is not usually celebrated in the way that it should be. Now, Bush, how do you feel this week about just getting the pen ready? Very it's deliberate. All real. It's very real. A lid
1: removal of that pen wasn't it?
0: I'm going to put today in. I think this is something that is really, really under celebrated. Yeah. I'm going to put in hair dye. And in brackets, semi-permanent.
1: Talk us through this, Mel. Where has this come from?
0: It is a ruddy lifesaver.
1: By semi-permanent, do you mean like... My, I remember going around uh, supermarkets and stuff with my mum where she yeah. would be buying colours and you get a little clipping of hair stuck to it. Oh. Of what your hair's going to look like at the end. And
0: it's in a special loop.
1: Yeah, and then she would go into the bathroom at yeah. home with a rubber thing and pull her hair through it with a hook.
0: Oh, did she? <coughs> and
1: then oh, put that? the stuff on the top.
0: Oh, what, she did her own highlights? Yeah. Oh, that's really advanced.
1: It's seeing that as a nine year old, your mum with her hair poking out through like rubber tubes. Very strange look. It's like Medusa, a bathroom Medusa.
0: I think hair dye is a lifesaver for men/slash women. All over the country. Really? It makes us feel good, Bush. It really? makes us feel nice and young again. Have you got it
1: going on at the moment? Are you Hell wearing yeah. Any... Have you? Hell yeah. What's your tone? What's it called?
0: Well, at the moment, I've gone for a saucy chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> saucy chestnut. Yeah, I don't know if that's the official name on the You package. sound like a drag
1: act. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> on Ur-
1: at 10pm, t- saucy chestnut. or Ur- Ur-
0: saucy chestnut. <laughs> um, no, I'm well into the old root coverage. I, it's a bit vain. And part of me thinks, look... I want to be like, um, oh, what's her name? I adore her. Oh, the amazing singer. Oh, I can't remember her name. This is embarrassing. Dolly Parton. No, it'll come back. She has white hair, short white hair. Annie Lennox. No. Oh, it'll come back. It'll come back to me. Yeah. Part of me thinks just let it grow out. Be a Grady.
1: Oh, right. I see what you mean. Be a grey lady. Glenn Close or whatever. <gasps> Glenn Close Glenn
0: Close Yes I will do that one day but not just yet Not quite yet I'm clinging on I'm clinging on (laughs) Have you ever used hair dye, Bush?
1: I I put sun in on my hair when I was a teenager It looked so bad, man Our our PE teacher for the entire school career called me Tufty as a result I had blonde front of hair (laughs) dark back looked really bad
0: And it goes really, really dry Really dry Brittle Really dry Awful If there was any naked flame near it, it would literally go up in a sheet.
1: I would have gone up like a Roman candle.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, hair dye, please. Yes. are Are you agreeing with that, Bush? It's a thing that's unsung.
1: If it makes you feel better, do it.
0: Yeah, hair dye, please, Bush. And what Bushy does every week is draws it. We've run out of music. Good luck with that, Bush. Keep the atmosphere going, and we will hear you very much after this. Thanks, Morten. Morten Harkit. He, he really could rock a scarf, couldn't he, Morten?
1: Oh, he looks fantastic in anything. And I used to, I always wanted some of those leather wristbands that they all had in Aha.
0: Oh, yeah. Were they with poppers? <laughs> or with them? With, uh, um, depends
1: buckles. what nightclub you go to.
0: <laughs> with buckles.
1: Oh, yeah, no, they had the little clips and buckles and stuff. Yeah, I used to love them. Yeah. Good old Aha. Yeah.
0: I'd like to look at the way he wears a scarf because there's something particular that he does with it that's not like other people with scarves. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, it's a fine
1: line. If you go for a cravat, then you look like you're a bit uh, aristocracy. But it certainly wasn't that.
0: No, it was more sort of cash... Um, it's not a pashmina.
1: It's not a pashmina. It's
0: a sort of... But it is cloth, isn't it? It's not wool.
1: It's kind of a knockabout fun languages teacher from, say, Copenhagen.
0: Thank you very, very much, Bush. You've That's what abs- it is. Always.
1: That's the look, you've isn't it? you
0: totally nailed the precision of that. That's very, very strong. Thank and you. you've also nailed um, our Ledger of Legend hair dye picture... Semi-permanent in brackets. You've put saucy chestnut onto it. That's very, very strong. Thank you. Every week we do give it its Latin name, um, as you know. So uh, what shall we call it? Uh, Follicus Bruniamus. Yeah. I think that's an absolute worthy contender for the Ledger of Ledge. Don't you?
1: Then put it in there. And I tell you what, if you've got a, a look... I love the fact everyone's got a secret... Secretly has got, like, a colour that they use. Yours is Saucy yeah. Chestnut. Saucy Chestnut. Let us know what your colour is.
0: Yeah, what would yours be, Bush?
1: What would mine be? What oh, do you think?
0: I think it might be... Oh, it might be Grizzly Bear.
1: Gris- I'd love to be Grizzly Bear. Again, go back to the nightclub that we mentioned earlier on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'd definitely see Morton Harkett with the poppers in there.
1: I certainly would do.
0: Now, time for more music now. This is your Saturday afternoon. It belongs to you.
1: Okay, podcast right. time. Come
0: on, let's do it.
1: Here's a question from the tin melt. Have you ever Boom. used that fancy water for filling up the iron?
0: Oh, now hang on. Is it ionised water?
1: Oh, Thank I see you. See we've done there.
0: Thanking you.
1: Science-based show, science-based gag. What,
0: what is the water? It's just very expensive. I don't know. What, why? Why? I know what it's for. It's so you don't get the weird brown sediment. Yep in the bottom of your iron that comes out when you're doing your white jeans.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Always. Normally when you're in a rush, you need to iron something on the go. That's when that stuff appears.
0: In a word, no.
1: Me also, no.
0: It's Mel G here on Magic. Oh, the mighty Bush. Uh, now, Bush, I must ask you, how's your week been?
1: Mel, thank you for asking. My week has been about science. Ooh.
0: Interesting. Uh, My
1: eight-year-old daughter, Erin, told me this week that she wants to be a scientist. That
0: is marvellous. That's cool, isn't it? That's brilliant.
1: Because we've been looking for that thing. She's one of those kids, she kind of likes a bit of everything, but she hasn't got like a real passion about one thing. Yeah. So I've been hoping that there's this thing that's going to come along and ignite a spark. Yeah. Uh, And uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we went up to... Uh, Newcastle, because my partner Katie's from Northumberland. Yep. And we spent the afternoon in the Centre for Life in Newcastle. Oh, have you ever wow. been there before? No, no,
0: no. What it's is amazing.
1: It? It's like this kind of interactive science exhibit. Lots that, of buttons. Lots of buttons. Oh, lots of, you remember when you were kids that. and you're going on those, you go on school trips to things that you can have a go on?
0: Yeah, brilliant.
1: Like hovering balls because of air or yeah. iron yeah. filings and magnetism and stuff like that. And,
0: and lots of sort of headphones.
1: Headphones and hearing. On the head- I yes. love that.
0: I love that. Loads it.
1: of optical illusions. But they've got this bit within it, which is a mock up. Science lab, but for kids.
0: Oh, that sounds and brilliant. Erin was
1: in her element because she got to wear a white lab coat. Of course she did. A little goggles. Yeah. Like C S I primary school yeah. pretty much. And then she did a science experiment. And what did, then what since did she then do? she she, do? she was dyeing wool with a pipette
0: oh. into different mixtures. Oh, did she love it? She
1: absolutely loved it, and she's just been completely enthused about science since. And and I just wanted to kind of, you know, look back on science when I was a kid. Let's be honest, it was quite boring, wasn't it? Remember science classes when you were a kid? It was all Bunsen burners and that iodine smell. And- the
0: only thing I remember about science as an early teen... Was Elizabeth Flynn nearly blowing herself up? Uh, there was and,
1: always one kid, yeah, wasn't it? And she had
0: to be taken out. She literally had to be taken out. She did something in the fume cupboard. I don't know what it was. A danger to everyone. Yeah, and uh, it was an awful thing because no, it was terrible. It was yeah, mean-spirited. Was like, was, yeah, it was mean-spirited because we all found it obviously quite amusing. <laughs> it's terrible. But it is
1: that was what it was like with Bunsen burners? Everything was dangerous. Yeah. You can't yeah. touch anything. Everything's yeah. dangerous. Don't yeah. dissect that. That's dangerous. Yeah. And remember, it was awful. Um,
0: I remember holding a tiny little copper envelope, like the size of a postage stamp. Oh yeah. In a pair of tweezers and holding it over a Bunsen burner to I see remember what that. would happen. To I think copper oxide or something. So it went a
1: bit slightly more fiery colour. Kind of it went looked, a bit green. Really a bit green, didn't it? Yeah. That was it, that was the pinnacle. That's yeah. the best you could hope for.
0: Oh, hang on, something brilliant happened. Go on. Um our teacher, Miss Edgar, put a pair of nylon tights in sulfuric acid. <laughs>
1: To prove what? I can't remember. How to dissolve your tights.
0: That was extraordinary. They sort of, it went very, very alien. It sort of, they, they started smoking. She she took them off, obviously. No, I mean, she wasn't wearing them <laughs> at the time. That would be very weird. It was That'd the 70s, weird. but it So they, she had a pet. I don't know what she was doing.
1: Our teacher, right? What about this for long term trauma? She was inflating a pair of lungs, a pair of pig's lungs, to show <laughs> oh, the inflation of lungs and. And they exploded when all these kids were sat around the table watching. They covered, they were covered in like blood and guts. It was awful.
0: You're joking! Honest God,
1: these lungs. She put too much air in them, and they blew up.
0: Was she doing it with her mouth? It was
1: a machine. So the machine was gunning them up with air, <gasps> like you're filling the your tyres up in a petrol station, and it blew up. And the kids around the front were just covered Spattered. in literally bits of pig and blood.
0: Were there tears? Were there faintings?
1: They were were horrified. I think one person fainted and then they had to call the class to end it early. It was terrible.
0: Listen, we need recovery time. That's a very, very, very violent image. Uh, Let's have some Commodores. We'll come back to this. Um, Bush, we were talking about your elder daughter being interested in science. Do we know what sort of science she might be going towards? Are we talking, I don't know, Engineering? Are we talking Ooh. nuclear science? Are we talking marine biology?
1: Well, I was quite encouraged at the Centre for Life in Newcastle that she got quite interested in just very basic science, which yeah. was just dyeing wool. Like, for yeah. me as a grown-up and a short concentration span, I'd be like, dyeing wool? I could take it or leave it.
0: So she might go into the tannery business.
1: Tan- maybe she's doing tannery. That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, your daughter couldn't uh, tan this, change the colour of this for us, could she? Yeah. Get in favours.
0: Just get her waist deep in, in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> <with> just a, <laughs> a stick <time. laughs>
1: stirring stuff around in a tannery. Imagine that.
0: Oh, it always it always smells a bit. Have you have you ever? It's quite it's quite medieval the smell coming off a tannery. Is there really? Yeah. I don't
1: we, have. I've we we, we went one to
0: one in Morocco. We went to one in Morocco, my darling. Heritage. Oh, uh, it was ex- it was lovely to see you know the the craftsmanship involved. But oh, was it just people
1: stirring stuff? Like yes, yeah, it,
0: was, it was incredible. We had we were advised to put sprigs of mint up our nostrils. <laughs> We went round it with these massive kind of comedy bits of mint because it was very, very intense, the smell.
1: I might try it's pig fat, isn't it? Mint uh, up the nostrils on the train home. Those are some of the smells I've been getting on the commute this week, Actually, so give it a go.
0: You need a nosegay, don't you? In modern day you GB, you need a nosegay for certain occasions like the commute.
1: But do you remember that in, back in the times of plague in old London? Not,
0: they... not specifically, I'm not that old.
1: <laughs> but you remember the doctors used to have like a beak full of potpourri. I'd love one of them for just the smells of daily life these days.
0: Thank you for Beak, mates. Beak. beak is a very, very good way of describing it. Listen, more great music coming up next. Ah, this is very strong. In fact, this ties in really, really well with the bit of the... Uh, in fact, this ties in really well with the kind of science theme that we've had slightly running through the show this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's your uh Bushingtons. What should the first colony... On another planet, be called. That is so good. What
1: a brilliant question! What do you think? I would like to call it New Brixham,
0: because I'm from Brixham in Devon. What about that, New Brixham? I'm giving you a high five across the studio. New Brixham. So, uh, is it? (laughs) So, if you're a member of that colony, are you a New Brixhamite? Yes. Are you Is that all right? New
1: Brixhamites, great.
0: New Brixhamites. What about
1: you? Of course, Leatherhead is where you hail from.
0: I, I was going to say, I was going to, of course, uh, go Leatherhead. Oh. You, re- you read my mind, Bush. Um, and I would say, um, what would you be if you were from that colony? What about
1: Little Leatherhead? It, I mean, it's cl- Leatherhead. I
0: know that, ver- that sounds a bit parochial, a bit mate. Bit tweed, doesn't it? It sounds very tweed. It sounds a little bit, you know, Nick Curtney.
1: Leatherheadopolis.
0: Oh, that's good. That's the capital.
1: Yeah. The absolute hub.
0: Yeah. And you are a Leatherheadite.
1: Yeah. You're gonna get the twenty one twenty five space flight to Leatherheadopolis. Oh that's great. Leatherhead Spaceport? Yeah. That would be so good.
0: Oh, that's very strong.
1: It's very Ridley Scott.
0: Yeah. Isn't it? New Brixham.
1: New Brixham. Sounds like a rough moon based colony, New Brixham. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a where people are made to go and like harvest moon dust. <laughs> With nets, <laughs> with nets, go and drag as much new moon dust as they can,
0: and you'd have that sort of trailer voice, you know that kind of new Brixham, but it would new be Brixam. with the Devonian, yeah, come to New Brixham
1: I dos it for a tether Ara e Arana I
0: I love it, we've done we've got it, we've got two colonies, two col- two colonies for one.
1: Isaac Asimov, consider
0: it done. Good. so much for listening to our delightful podcast hear more mm, knock about ballpark fun like that every saturday lunchtime from one on magic the mel gedroyd podcast